The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Our teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. And welcome to the Dr. Stem Show. We have once again another guest that is coming in to motivate, inspire, and today to empower mostly the parents out there that are single parents. I'm so excited for her because not only is she coming to discuss her brand new book that is titled When You Have to Be the Man, but she's also launching one of the, you know, greatest trips that she's ever done because one of the things that we have struggles with is taking risks and getting out of our norm of being a parent and being a mother and getting out and doing, like my sister, she says, doing you. That means saying and doing the things that excite you. So I'm also excited for her because as she does this show today, she's going to be role modeling to those parents that wish that they could do something else after they have been parents or while they're being parents, something that is exciting, something that they can share with the world and live an impact to other parents out there. So welcome, Miss Sabrina Blount Watson. Thank you very much, Dr. Stem. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. So what I'll do is I'm excited too because you know what, as, as I saw when I was preparing for this show, I looked at your book because you did send me your book and I know I discussed this with you earlier on to say the cover itself for those audiences that are listening in and wondering, oh, I'm not a reader, but that sounds like a good book that I could read. It says when you have to be the man, but when you look at the picture, the cover of this book, you would just want to grab it from the shelf and pay whatever amount that they want you to pay. So I want to commend you for that. <laughs> I want to so commend much. you for that. Yeah, so that was great, great, great. And not only is the cover beautiful, but let me read you, um, you know, um, what the cover says. It says, Sabrina Watson shares her personal journey as a healing agent for all single mothers. This book is especially valuable because it demonstrates the significance of a parent's strong faith in God. 
God. And that is the reason why I thought she would be a great guest for us to bring on air and talk about this book and how some of that inspiration that is in that book might be helpful. So the title for the episode today is When You Have to Be the Men, which is the title of the book, which illustrates the extraordinary things that can be expected with God as the men of the house. Single mothers are overloaded and they're overwhelmed with more responsibilities that any person can handle. Often these women set aside personal dreams. They give up hope of living an extraordinary life due to their family obligation as single mothers. They're great warriors. They're women who sacrifice their lives for their children. Their lives can be difficult and complex. When You Have to Be the Man is the book that is revealing the greatest strength and resilience women and mothers have together with God as the head of the house and challenges, they're facing challenges, the pattern of thinking like a mom that happens when you have to be in that single position is also outlined and discussed in this book as we hear today from the author herself, Sabrina Blount, who is, um, and she's a single parent as well so she'll be discussing the book as well as her experiences some of you might be asking well why her we have other parents that are single mothers one is because she has been one of the brave ones to come out and say you know what i've been the man i am the man in this house but what i have done is i have allowed god to give me the strength to be the man and put him as the head of this household she has been called a dynamic teacher who creatively thinks on a fit, preferably in front of an audience or small groups. So that means she's a speaker that you can invite out there and come to your church, to your conference, to your group that you want a speaker to come in. She's brilliant when she's teaching before an audience. She's also a PhD candidate. So very soon she's going to be Dr. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> So she is, she's Dr. Watson. If she's like me, anything like me, I was Dr. Stem. The first year I started my, 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 my doctoral studies, I was Dr. Stem from year one to year five. By the time that I graduated and they said, congratulations, Dr. Stem Marlatine. I'm like, who, me? I've been a doctor for five years. So <laughs> take like it that. from me. It helped me to write my dissertation because I knew all I needed to do was to finish it so that I can be official. But in my heart, heard and, and everybody else around me, I was already Dr. Stem. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So not only, and, and here I was, I'm, I'm thinking, as I say that, I'm like, oh, not only does Dr. Watson believe that she's a candidate in human services, but she believes that her experiences have been her greatest teachers. Recently, she was on an international committee of professional speakers, teachers, coaches for the 2012 inaugural of the John Maxwell Youth Leadership Impact Seminar, which I was also a part of, and it was an honor to be a part of that um, Maxwell Youth Leadership Impact. She brought together 300 youth between the ages of 12 and 18 and trained them in areas of bullying, 
positive image, personal character, and using failure to succeed in life. Her primary goal, therefore, is to be a teacher on the leading edge of a mind and spirit revolution. So, Ms. Sabrina says often she's living in her acres of diamonds, which means she has discovered her God-given riches, which many people spend years in pursuits that she's on a mission to share this discovery. So we are honored on the Dr. Stem show to be part of this self-discovery that she's, you know, embarking on and to be the one of the, you know, first radio stations that will interview her about this book. I, I just want to know, tell me more about yourself and why, what, what happened? Most parents would not sit down to write a book. I mean, to write a letter. I ask them to write a letter to their children and say, you know what, just write a letter of what you want your child. Because, you know, communication sometimes can be very difficult with, uh, with children, let alone adolescents. And I say, just write a letter and I'll help you to discuss, you know, all the stuff that you have in that letter with your child. Lord behold, it takes them forever. They can't even write it. How did you get to write a book? <laughs> Well, first of all, I want to say thank you, thank you uh, for being so gracious and for inviting me on your show today. I have been so excited, and I am just very <laughs> elated to be here and to share the story that um, really God has given me and I'm walking through every day. Um, as you stated, I am... Um, I, I'm, I am a single mother. Um, first and foremost, my two children, my son is 14, my daughter is nine, and um, we lost their father about five years ago, and that was the time when I really understood that not only will I have to raise these children alone, but that he was never coming back and that I really was going to be on my own as the one person who had these two children's best interest at heart. And so the fear of, of knowing that um, and wanting so much for my children in their lives, I mean, every parent wants their children to be successful, but I really wanted to do those extra things to make sure that although they did not have a father present yes. on earth, that they were not going to go lacking in many of the things that other children who have two parents um, would experience. Yes. And so as I embarked on this journey and started to write down my thoughts, my feelings of how overwhelmed sometimes I would be of having to work full-time, having to go through to school full-time, then having to come home as a homeowner and take care of things around the house, help my children with their homework and school lessons, get dinner prepared, you know, uh, support them in their extracurricular activities. As you can imagine, yeah. that's a big job for two people. Yes, yes. And to have all of those things, those balls in the ear, so to speak, like one yes. who would juggle, mm-hmm. uh, it, be- mm-hmm. it can become very overwhelming for a woman, uh, yes. for a mother, or even a single dad. So I began to, as a spiritual-minded person, I began to really depend on God and say, Lord, show me the way. And as things, little small things, Dr. Stem, began to happen in my house, little mm-hmm little successes of when I would come home and things would be done or um, my kids were showing more maturity and independence and doing little things on their own, I, be, I began to feel my burden lighten in, in many small areas. Yes. And I began to think, hey, if I can succeed at 
making sure things are running properly in the house by setting Mm -hmm. certain things in order, then I can access God for strength and wisdom to do this in my children's education and their emotional strength in just about every aspect of my life. And so I began to pray in a way that would ask God to show me how to be everything that my children needed me to be and how to be content as a woman with this task of being on my own, um, raising these children and living this life. And as he began to show me these wonderful things about what I had the power and the strength to do, I began to journal them. Mm-hmm. And I began to write them down, and, and sure enough, as I would write them down, um, Dr. Stem, I would, I would occasionally go back to my notes, yes. and I would have these aha moments of God showing me, do you see when this situation happened? Yes. Do you remember the prayer that you prayed? Yes. Do you remember that when this happened, you had already prayed a prayer that set into motion me taking care of these things for you? Yes, yes. And I began to see how God was working through me, and I just felt so strongly compelled. It was just going back in my mind and seeing how God was moving in my home. It was a burst of happiness and joy that I cannot even explain in words. And so I felt compelled to answer your question to put it down in black and white so that if I was experiencing these things, maybe some of the stories that I was hearing from other single mothers, which weren't so great many times, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they would be able to tap into something wonderful that I had experienced through my relationship with God. And so that's why I wrote the book. I, I just, you know, as you speak, you, you want to feel as if, you know, he's a testimony that he's being said, which is a testimony. And I had to pinch myself because I wanted to say amen, amen, <laughs> like yeah. throughout, yeah. <laughs> throughout the whole thing, because then, you know, it's, it's, it's a miracle that, you know, your life has turned around to be the way that, you know, it is today after having such a big loss. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break because one of the things that will be very helpful just for a brief moment to talk about that grief and how you've been able to work it through with a 14 and a 9 year old because they were very young 5 years yeah, ago still right. young right now yeah. and possibly still going through grief so I, I didn't plan to go that sure. way but I just wanted to address that a little bit when we come back we're going to take Absolutely. a quick break yeah we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. How much difficulty do you have getting your employees or your customers to listen to the solutions you can offer? This may be one of the great frustrations in business. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem now offers solutions with her Soft Skills Leadership Training Program and the Women's Executive Leadership Training Program. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com. Or go to her website at www.drstem.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. Today we are talking to the author of the brand new book, When You Have to Be the Man, Sabrina Blount Watson. As we spoke through the first segment, I realized that she lost her husband five years ago and she has two young children, a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old. And before we went on break, I had asked her if she would be gracious enough to discuss a little bit about how she and the children have been able to cope with grief because I know there are some of you, many of you out there that might be in the same position as she is where you've lost a loved one and you end up being the man. And for the man, you end up being the woman in, in the family raising the children. How have you coped, you know, with that grief? Yes. Um, well, thank you for asking that because, you know, as time goes on and so many different things in life happens, um, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because it really gives me an opportunity to take myself back to where this all began. Yes. Um, initially, he, first of all, I do not mind sharing that he died from complications of a stroke. And so his stroke happened suddenly and, and at the worst time of the year, which was around Christmas, was Christmas when he and my daughter were putting up decorations. Um, uh-huh. You know, he, was a, he you know, had the episode then. And she was only, uh, she was only five at the time. And my son was with her. Uh, with him also. I was teaching and actually after school had stopped off to the grocery store and I got the phone call from my son who was screaming and crying and yelling that dad had had passed out. And so I rushed home and um, only to know at that time that he would not really even recognize me. So his death and all of these things that occurred, they occurred suddenly. Um, And so you have to deal with, we've had to deal with losing him unexpectedly. Yes. Which causes a lot of fear in children, um, yes. I've found, um, Dr. Stem. And yes. that has been the biggest issue um, that I've had to overcome initially. Those first couple years were just having to allow my children the opportunity to express how afraid they were of, you know, losing me. And uh, for the first couple of years, I had to experience them sleeping in my bed for two years because they felt comforted by watching me breathe. They felt comforted by knowing that I was still moving. And through counseling, I found that I needed to allow them to work through their grief in their own way. Yes. Now, through my 14-year-old son, this has been especially uh, a challenging situation because as a woman, him being a young man, we don't always communicate the same way. And through this experience of losing his father and and allowing him to seek counseling and to be able to talk it out with someone else, I learned along the way that he had been harboring some feelings of blame towards me, not understanding that the medical conditions of his father allowed me to have to make decisions to so that, you know, his father could make the best decision for him. As a child, he didn't really understand what all that meant. He thought that I had something to do with his father's death. Yes, passing, yeah. And hence, this started a very critical point in our relationship as a mother and a son because I was able to 
sit back and be quiet and listen to him. And that's something that I've learned through the years. As parents, we want to hush our children. We want to uh, uh, make them listen to what we have to say. And I've learned to just be quiet sometimes because I've learned that I get so much information to grow on when I listen to him tell me what's in his heart. Yes. And so through this relationship, I've been able to answer questions that he's had. Um, The option of talking to his father's doctor was on the table so that he would know, even as a 10-year-old, But medical things happened because all of these feelings he was harboring inside when the death came, and I didn't know what was going on inside of him. All I could do was to to pray and support him and to Mm. be there to listen to him and give him information that I thought he could handle. And that's one of the things dealing with a parent that has one parent that is no longer with you Mm. is that when my children come to me, even my daughter, when they come to me and ask me questions about their father, whether they're questions that are great or positive, things they yes. remember, or yes. things that are not so great that they remember, my first response to them has been always, well, tell me, what do you remember about Dad? What do you remember about that situation? And so I go to them for information because we want to make sure we're not giving kids too much that they can't handle. So I try to teach them based off where they are and what they already know. Mm -hmm. So when they would share with me what they remember or things they were feeling about their dad, then I would always come back to them with more questions, more questions, because in them answering me, my questions, they really find their own answers. And I'm there to support, encourage, and to be as loving as I can for them. And so um, it has been a lot of assuring them that, you know, things are going to be okay, um, that uh, that God is with us, their father still loved them. And I remind them all the time, and I have a special room in our house where I keep the happiest pictures that we had with their dad Uh in that room. And we call it our fun room. So when we go in there, we've got pictures of dad with my daughter, dad, or their dad with my son, and I can remind them of wonderful things and how much their dad loved them. And it's been a a great deal of comfort to them to have these positive images around them in their room and throughout the house. You know, yesterday we had um, a guest who was on our show, Leah Carey, and she talks about miracles, having miracles on a daily basis and seeing the miracles in your life. And what you've just shared with us, and I want to thank you for opening uh, your heart and sharing that with uh, the world that will be listening to this show today and, you know, days to come because it is a recorded show that will be on our website. But what she talked about is having to be able to realize those miracles. And I find this to be a miracle, not only for the show that you shared this, but I also find it is a miracle for you to see the growth that has happened you know, to you as a woman, as a single parent, to realize how much strength, inner strength that you have. Because as you changed, as you changed, your children changed. When you changed for the positive, your children changed for the positive as well. You know, I mean, because the children live what they, you know, they learn what they live. Absolutely. 
Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. And, and, and I'm so glad you said that because I don't even realize that sometimes unless yeah. I'm sitting quietly and reflecting that you're absolutely right, Dr. Stem. As yes. I have grown, I have certainly seen my children grow. Yes. And, and, and all of that feeds back into the book of, you know, when you have to be the man because, you know, in the Bible, you know, the way God created this whole family unit was for the man to lead. And oftentimes I would hear ministers or speakers or experts talk about the power of a man in the in the family and i would often say to myself but god we don't have a man in our in our life um yes. so who's going to be there to take care of me who's going to be there to lead my children who's going to tell my daughter she's beautiful when she dresses up for school who's going to validate my son as a young man and tell him he's going about things the right way and oftentimes when i ask those questions because i would ask the question of god many times I mean, yes. through this whole process, Lord, who, you know, you, I hear you telling me these things that the man should lead and all of this, but this is not the reality for me or for many or for millions of women throughout this country. This is not the reality that there is a man that's taking care of things all the time at home. And so I would often hear enough to make me stop asking that question. I would hear God say, I've got you. Don't you worry. I've got you. And that's all I would hear. And it was almost as if, you know, I'm asking the question in my mind. And yes. Then my mind pops up with an answer of, I got I've you. Got and then you. I would feel this wonderful feeling of calm and peace. And that's when I thought, you know what? If he's got me, then I don't have to worry about doing those things that um, are going to, that my children need to have as a, as a male role model. I don't have to worry about them not having their father present because, if God says he's got me, then he's going to take care of everything. And in my mind, I almost would get so strong, so I would be so strengthened and encouraged by that that yes. I would even think, you know, with God as the head of my house, I can see my children growing up and being as successful as any child or any children who had two very supportive and loving families. And they will, and they will, they will do that and so much more. I'm also reminded of Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I can just see how he has strengthened you throughout this whole process as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And the, the other thing is, so that means, you know what, as you were explaining it, I see now that's how you came up with the title. That is how I came up with the title. <laughs> and, um, you know, I would, like I said, hearing many people talk about, uh, you know, there's a, there's a move throughout this country to really encourage fathers to be strong yes. and courageous for their children and their families. And, you know, and I applaud that and that just, that warms my heart so greatly because as a teacher, I've taught for more than 10 years and, and, and my educational background is in elementary education. I know the power and the benefits of having a man to yes. be in a child's life. And they yes. go beyond the emotional uh, benefits. They, they really, they feed into a child's academics uh, outcomes. They feed into a child's self-confidence, how they feel about themselves, if they be, are uh, leaders in their group of peers. Um, yes. And so I know the benefit of having a father present. But the reality is, Dr. Stem, is that we cannot make fathers as mothers, we cannot make fathers do what they're supposed to do. And yes. as single fathers, we can't make mothers who are not present do what they're supposed to do. Yes. So the parent who is present 
it is ultimately important that we have those children's best interests at heart and we give them everything we've got because and I know that we've heard it all before that they are the future. Not only are they the future of this country, but they're the future of us. And so I want to make sure that my children um, know, and I, I'm, I don't hide the fact that I sacrifice for them. I don't rub it in their face or anything, but they often say, Mom, you need a life for yourself. You need to go out and do this. You need to go. And I said, you know what? Mom's fine. I'm going to have my time, but it's yes. important that I make sure you're taken care of. So it did come, the title of the book did come about um, while thinking about who's going to be the man in my house. Who's going to be the man to lead and to give me a break or to make life easy for me and my easier for me and my children? Who's going to be that man? And when God spoke to me and He said He had my back, then I I allowed Him to work in my home and I allowed Him to work through prayer, through having my children in the Bible when things would worry them or that fear we talked about, Doctor Stem, that they had yes. from the loss of their father. Mm-hmm. I would go to the Bible and I would show show them. Scriptures and the Philippians four thirteen nineteen was the one you talked about. I think I may have misquoted that. I'm sorry about that. But one, Philipp, the one, the Philippians chapter that you just it's, talked it's about four, was one, four, four thirteen. Thank you, Philippians yes. four thirteen. We yes. would refer to that quite often um, because they would express how they didn't feel like they could uh, be strong enough to do this, or they didn't feel comfortable enough sleeping in their bedroom alone. And I would tell them, you know, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And I would yes. show it to them in the Bible, and then we would back it up through prayer. And sure enough, and I said, you know what? God is so great and so powerful. Do you think he's going to allow you to ask him for something that's already written in his word and not support it by doing it for you? And we would hang on that word, and we would watch it come through, and they would come the next morning sometimes and say, Mom, I felt so comfortable. I felt I slept so well last night. I well on that test. I wasn't worried about what this person said to me. And so we would actually go back and reference the good things that were happening. I would make sure that I connected those great successes in their lives to our prayer and to the Word of God so they know where their power really came from. Wow, wow. <laughs> Today, if you're just joining us, we have an exciting, exciting author, Sabrina Blount Watson, who just wrote a brand new release when you have to be the man that she's discussing with us today. And because you're African American, which is what I am as well, I want us, we're going to take a break, but then when we come back, you mentioned one word that I love to hear when people are going through grief or any difficulties that have to do with our mental status that changes our mental status. You mentioned that your family and yourself have been able to experience counseling. And we know, know that in most African-American families, it's taboo to go for counseling. So because you mentioned that, when we come back, we're just going to take a quick second and discuss the benefits of going through counseling services. So today we do have a guest with us, Sabrina Blount Watson, who's talking about when you have to be the and a brand new book about single mothers who lead with God as they had. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. 
the rise of women into society's most powerful leadership roles ranks among the most profound social transformations of recent decades. Leaders around the world realize that lifelong professional and personal developments are no longer an option. They are a necessity. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem is the personal and professional coach, trainer, and speaker who will take you from ordinary to extraordinary. To book one of her coaching sessions or services or purchase her books, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to this segment that we're talking today to empower mostly the parents that are out there when you have to be the man. There are actually two things. Before we went on break, I talked about uh, having heard uh, Miss Watson talking about counseling services after she lost her husband and how that has been helpful as well in addition to, you know, her prayers and her faith that she has in God. So I asked that, you know, we discussed that a little bit because she's African-American and this will be you know, something that will be helpful to the African-American communities that are still in doubt of whether counseling works or not. So, Ms. Watson, can you share with us how that experience has been for you and your two children? Yes, thank you for asking. You know, one of the things that I find to be important in my life is to be knowledgeable about things. Yes. And when I and I leave that very general because power to us comes when we arm ourselves with knowledge. And as a as a Christian woman, I know that God has not he he's not only there to uh, bless and support and provide and give me strength and encouragement, but he also wants me to be wise. And in order for us to gain wisdom, we need to do act and do something to seek wisdom out. Now, in our everyday life, my children and I, through the loss of their father, we've gotten to know each other in a brand new way, and we depend on each other a lot because of our family unit now being um, being modified or shortened through the death of their of their father. And there's a lot of things that I don't know, and I'll be the first one to tell you that I don't know how always to respond, particularly to my son who's a growing young man, and thinking in, his thinking sometimes is really different than mine because I am a woman. And so I know that God gives me wisdom to, um, to learn and to, to obtain knowledge of things that are going to help me on this earth in this life. And one of the things that's been very helpful to my family um, has been seeking counseling. Yes. We be- initially started counseling our- for my children, actually, um, probably about a month or two after the passing of their father. Yes. <clears throat> and we started it in a group setting where my children was able to get into a youth group setting of other young people who had lost a parent or a sibling, someone Wonderful. very, very close to them. Yes. And my children, um, while they were in counseling in their 
uh, respective groups. My daughter was with young girls around her age. My son was with young boys around his age, and I was in a support group. I learned so many things about what was going to come down the road that I did not know. And so I was able to kind of um, predict, so to speak, some of the things that I know my children would experience um, down the road. And it was for nothing more than the benefit of the counseling that we received at the group. Um, now, I also got my children in individual counseling because each one of them had very individual needs where they needed to speak to someone directly to have them listen to what was happening inside of them. And this really provided me with great information about um, really how to respect what the children were going through. Yes. Because, you know, as African-American and, and particularly as mothers, we want to think that we know everything that our children need. And going through my experiences, I'll be the first one to tell you that we, always, we don't always know. And we need to be prepared for those curveballs, those things yeah. where when a child is um, going to school and, and they're feeling so fearful about things and people around them that they're not able to perform academically. Yes. And there's reasonings for everything, and if we're arming ourselves with knowledge that comes through counseling many times, we're just putting ourselves in just a better situation to be parents to our children and making life easier for us all. So uh, I, I'm so thankful for the counseling that my children and myself, we all received. We're better people as a result of it. Thank you for sharing that. One thing that I want to point out to all the listeners that are listening out there, everything that you're hearing uh, being shared today by Ms. Watson is actually outlined in her book, the brand new book, When You Have to Be the Man. It's said in different ways because now in the book she writes about it as a journal entry of what she's going through. So it is so intriguing to see what one woman's life has been like as she has worked worked through grief and she has worked through her own fears that she continues to overcome as, as she works through each day because some people think, you know what, when you're fearless, there's nothing else that you'll be fearful of or there's nothing else that will come your way that will face the fear. Even myself, I'm, you know, I'm your guest and host here and people think, well, you know what, she's fearless. No, there are situations that I'm fearful as well. And it's people like our guest today, Ms. Sabrina Watson, that brings strength to also my things that I do on a daily basis to know and see a woman of her nature that you know, with the life that she has gone through, the struggles and how she has managed to hold it together until today she's able to share that in her book when you have to be the man. So I want to applaud you for that opportunity as well, you know, for you to share that with us. So people have been buying your book. And I know they've been writing to you, talking to you. What kinds of things have you heard from your readers? Well, when I first wrote the book, my goal was really just to bring hope and encouragement to other single mothers through the experiences and knowledge that I had gained, um, not only as a woman who um, found herself as a single parent, but also um, as an educator and one that looks to research um, some, oftentimes to, to arm myself again with more knowledge about what my children are experiencing, what they're going through, and what things can I do 
to better their lives. And so what I did not expect, Dr. Stem, was uh, <laughs> how deeply my readers would connect with these experiences and stories yes. that I told within the written words. Yes. For example, one reader shared that she had to stop reading after a certain page number. I don't remember exactly what it was, but because yes. of how she related um, to feelings of inadequacy, which mm. uh, from herself, from her own childhood as a young girl who did not have a father. And these were written about in one yes. of the chapters entitled, How Did I Get Here? Yes. And um, she shared that she had to put the book down and pick it up later because the experiences that I shared that I talked about growing up also in a single yes. parent home without a father, she related to those so greatly that it brought her to an emotional state. And so she expressed to me that she was very blessed by what she read and, and that she continued to read on, um, was looking forward to, to finding out more things within the book that she could relate to. Another reader wrote to me expressing how she began to read the book on, the, on an airplane mm-hmm. and could not make it through uh, one of the initial chapters without crying. Um, she found a personal connection to her own experiences as a mother raising yes. a son and shared that what she had read really had blessed her heart. Now, this particular reader actually just followed up with me um, a second time today yes. and just shared that she loved the book and wanted to speak with me about how to share it with other single mothers that she knew because she 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 understood and appreciated the value that it added to her life and knew that it would add it to other um, people's lives as well. And so those things I did not yes. expect, you know, they were, I didn't expect them. And I think I accredit that to God, really, yes. because yes. Uh, th- there's nothing in in these people, in my reader saying this, that I can take credit for, because everything that's happened as a result of um, the experiences I've gone through, really, I've been in strength, I've been strengthened and encouraged through my prayer life and, and through really relying on God to lead me in with my children. And so um, I really do give him the glory for that. You know, one thing that I like about this book, as much as I'm a writer, I think I have, what, 14, 16 books now that I have written. But <laughs> yes, yes, you have. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, you know, I come up with an idea and I know that maybe this, you know, somebody might relate to this topic. So let me write a book as I'm going through it. I write it as an experience and share it with the world. But yes. one thing that I like, which is what I do and what you did was the book is such an easy read. It's easy to the eyes. It's only 96 pages mm-hmm. that when you read it you don't want to put it down and the other great thing about it is not only do you share the difficult moments but you also have you know tips of what can you do to resolve this problem so there's you know a problem and then there's a solution to it so I, that's why I was calling you a doctor already because here you are <laughs> coming up <laughs> I received that, by the way. Thank you very much. Yes, and then reading and writing like a doctor because it, when I was reading the book, I was so intrigued by it because then I would read and then I'm thinking, okay, if I'm a parent having gone through this experience, I want to know, okay, how did you deal with it and what can I do to deal with it? And you give several ways and, and tips, you know, how to communicate with your children, the teachers, you know, compliment your children, sit down with them, hug them, tell them you love them. I mean, but different things that you were able to do and tips, but 
most of all, I told the readers that, you know, buying this book is also going to be almost like, you know, that manual that you need because she has um, a chapter where she writes about the ABCs of single parenting. And that was another part where I was very intrigued by, you know, and excited that she wrote about it. And I'll, I'll read you one of the um, ABCs on A, she writes anger. And anger, she says, reveals a lack of faith in God. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. That's Psalms 37, verse 8 through 9. Many of you didn't even know that it's in the Bible that tells you to stop being angry yes. and turn from your rage. So <laughs> yes, I like I, that. <laughs> yes, I have to share with you. I'm so glad you pulled that out. Uh, and if, if I may share it briefly, is that... I would, and I only wrote about that. Why? Because I experienced it. I would remember, I can recall days coming home after a long day's work, being very tired, but yet then having to go to my second full-time job, which is, I consider, um, taking care of home. And I remember uh, being very tired, and when you're very tired, you're very short-tempered, and things that the kids can do, being kids, can really set you off very, very easily. And I would often hear my kids say, Mom, you just yell all the time. And that hurt me as a mother, you know, wanting, thinking I'm doing so great and I'm, I'm making my kids successful. I'm doing all the right things. And to hear that come for them, come from them, I would often, I go into my quiet place and go, okay, I need to check myself. Why am I angry? And so, you know, I want to say, what does the Bible say about this? And when I found that, you know, I thought, I I don't want to be, you know, someone who is angry all the time. And and really, the anger is coming from within myself. So if I can maybe do some things, make some adjustments around my home, around myself, get into a calming state of mind, listening to music or to a message before I get home, then I can kind of, I started to kind of curb some of those angry outbursts. And it didn't come out of love. It just came out of exhaustion and frustration. But I had to find what were my triggers to get me to that point. And then I started to do things to prevent them from happening so that I wouldn't get into those angry spurts. And so I'm glad you brought that this up is, because... This, this is the reason why I am urging all the readers out there, all the listeners out there to be in your library when you have to be the man. If you are one of the blessed ones that have a husband, a boyfriend, a man in your house that is helping you out, I know definitely that you know of another person, a friend of yours, a, ch- a church, you know... Uh, a colleague, person that you know that is a single parent that struggles and comes to you all the time complaining, talking about how hard it is to be a parent to these children because they are by themselves. Buy them a copy. You know, make it Christmas in July or Christmas <laughs> in August, you know. <laughs> I like that. So we break, you know, because it's exciting book. It's got so many topics that we can talk about and so much that we can cover. That, you know, that's why I think, you know, I'm encouraging people to even call and find you where you can go into their communities and talk more about, you know, when you have to be the men. So when we come back, I'm going to ask you real quick how they can get the book and how they can get to you. We're going to take another quick break. We are talking today to Sabrina Blount Watson, who's the author of the new release book when you have to be the man. Live up to your fullest potential. 
This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. As a youth motivational speaker, author, and coach, Dr. Stem understands that in a world where today's youth and parents are jaded and disappointed by institutions and people they perceive as out of touch with the reality of their lives, motivation is a dose that is much needed. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem Malatini is a refreshing change from the typical speaker. Dr. Stem understands the pressures, heartaches, temptations, hopes, and dreams of the generation that is just now coming of age. Students listen in transfixed silence as she speaks with the clarity and confidence of someone who has worked with teens, parents, and teachers for over 20 years. Her high-energy school assembly programs create a defining moment for schools and provide an experience students never forget. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. Oh, I don't want this segment to end. I don't even want the show to end. That's how excited and that's how, I mean, it's just, it's just so good when you can hear someone who has gone through and come out sharing and being able to be in a place where they actually can talk about the struggles that they have had because many, many people are not able to come to that place where they can appreciate even the most difficult moments in their lives even the most difficult times in their lives and look at them as lessons not only for their own personal and professional growth but as a growth that they can share with the world with other people that are going through the difficulties that they have faced and help them and be that bridge that the other people need in order to cross that difficult moment they are so thank you for being that bridge Um, as I said before we went on break many are wondering okay okay we've heard how good this book is we know how her life has been great and we want to read about it (laughs) or hear from you in person how can they get in touch with you and where can they get the book okay thank you for asking um the book is now available on online at amazon.com and also at barnesandnoble.com and so when you go to those websites you can just um type in when you have to be the man and um purchase the book from either again amazon.com or barnesandnobles.com if you'd like to learn more about myself um and the services that I can um offer uh, connected with the book or related to the book you can learn more about me at w www.sabrinabluntwatson.com and my the middle name blunt to spell b l o u n t so again sabrinabluntwatson.com 
And for those of you that are probably slow like myself sometimes, that I get slow, if you go to Google and Google the book when you have to be the man, even though, you know, you don't remember who, you know, wrote it or what the website is, if you go there, Google, put that when you have to be the man, you'll see the name Sabrina Blount Watson. Click on that and it will lead you to all her websites or any blogs or any information that might um, have her information. And you know what? This show is also going to be on that Google. When you Google it, it you'll be led to voiceamerica.com where you'll be able to listen to the show or to refer to other friends that you want to listen to the show. Very good. So what's the plan from here? I know you've got the book. You've got what, what, what do you envision yourself doing with the book? And <laughs> where do you see yourself? Well, I, I, first of all, I'm so excited um, to do this radio show. I'm hoping that um, I'll have other opportunities like this. But in the meantime, um, on a more local and hopefully a real impactful level, I am speaking to small women's groups. Um, I've been invited to uh, some local uh, events and workshops, seminars, where there are going to be women there to talk about some of these issues, especially now since summertime is in and we're starting to think about the children going back to school or even going back to college. Um, I am going to be involved in some youth events um, where we'll pull the parents aside and, and really talk to, to them about some things that are impacting them and they can do to really help their children be successful in school this year, emotionally, academic, academically, and mentally. Excellent. Yes, yes. And I want to mention one more thing, Dr. Stem, is that um, the book is not just for the single mothers because in today's time, as you well know, that you have grandmothers who are raising children and and are just as interested and excited about doing the things that are going to benefit their grandchildren. And so I would encourage a grandmother, an aunt, or any woman or any person who is charged with leading children or leading the family um, that I, I, I know that they will find something to encourage encourage them or to bring them new hope um, about their family in this book. And last but not least, I do not want to forget about married military wives, military wives who are often left alone for months, sometimes years at a time, because their husbands are deployed out of the home. You, too, have to be the men also very often. And so uh, I I hope that even uh, military wives can find some encouragement in this book as well. Well said, because I was going to add that, you know, myself as well, because there are many, many of you that are listening out there and many that will be listening after the show that will say, you know what, I have the man in the house, but I'm still the man that is taking care of those children. Absolutely. So I, I wanted to say that as well, to say let's not just, you know, think that this is a book that is geared towards single mothers, but for all of you that have to take care of the children, whether your man is in or around, because sometimes they're there, but they're not present. Correct. And, and that's something that we have to remember. So it's a good book for anybody who's a mother. It's a good book for yeah. anybody who's a woman. Yeah. It's a good book for anybody who has had a mother. How about yeah. that? Very good. Very well said. Well said. If you were raised and you had a mother, this is also a good book for you because as we heard Miss Watson sharing with us, she said there was one reader that expressed to her to say, guess what? I couldn't go over one chapter because it resonated with me so much that I started feeling, you know, feelings of my inadequacy from back when I was a child myself and I had to let it go and put it down. So guess what? It's going to help you to deal with those 
those things that you felt and went through when you were a child yourself and your mother was there as a single mother or as a mother who had a father who was not present even though he was there. So it helps you as well cope and deal with those emotions, feelings and experiences that you went through. So I encourage all women that might have this. Like my books, I'll tell you one thing. I have books that are geared towards women, that I'm having their husbands, boyfriends, and male friends calling, emailing me, text messaging, and Facebook messaging me and says, Dr. Malatini, I saw your book. It was on my ex, my girlfriend's dresser or it was in my wife's bag and I just took it and I just read it. I read the whole thing and my mouth, at first I used to go, wow, you read it and they said, it's a really good book. <laughs> So if you were a man out there and you were a dad, you know, don't shy away from picking up a book that says when you have to be the man. Because when you do understand what the women are struggling with and how they are, you know, trying to get to be in in your shoes and leading, will never be like men, will never be the man. But when we are trying to do that and you see the struggles that we have, maybe if you are that father that is present and not helpful to the wife, to the girlfriend, to the mother of your children, it might, you know, help you to get that strength to say, you know what, maybe I need to do more and show that, guess what, I'm around. You don't have to be the man because I'm here to be the man. Very good. Very good. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And and may I share one more thing? Sure. You were talking, and it only came up to me when you were just speaking about the dads and the men that are present. And one of the, one of the misconceptions that I think um, some people may have when they hear this title, when you have to be the man, is that uh, it's about women who want to be, uh, who want to be men or who are so strong that they don't need a man in their lives. And that could not be furthest from the truth. Um, it really is a book that is empowering to women, and especially to those women who have fathers in their children's lives, although you may not live together. There is encouragement uh, in there for you to really look at that relationship from a standpoint of how will this man benefit this child, and removing yourself and removing your emotions from that relationship and sacrificing those emotions for the benefit of the child, especially if he's a father that is emotionally supportive, um, that is financially responsible. And even though some of those fathers out there may not be able to be as financially responsible, if they're a dad that loves their child and has their child's best interest at heart, as a mother, please encourage that wonderful relationship because the child has so much to benefit from it. And I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much. With that, I don't like it when the show ends when things are going well and getting excited. So thank you so much for having graced us with your presence at the Dr. Stem Show today. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, I am so happy. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I want to remind people that, um, you know, you had Miss Watson. We have the author, Sabrina Blount Watson. She said you can get that book from Amazon.com. To end the show today, I'll give you a quote from page 53 of the book. She says, God goes beyond meeting our needs. He gives you more than your wildest dreams. I once heard it says that when you and God are friends, he goes beyond, beyond to bless your life. I know this personally.
because he did these things for me and my children. I believe that God's greatest blessings for us remain dormant, waiting for us to give ourselves completely to him. Although he wants us to freely open our hearts and say yes to his will and no to our own, he does not force us to believe or receive his goodness. He gives us a choice to receive him or reject his ways. So for all of you that are listening out there, my hope and prayer that you have been blessed by this show and that you have a copy of this for yourself and another one for your spouse who is away in the military that they can understand what they left at home or they are away in the community and not being supportive to you. Get two copies. Thank you again to Sabrina Blount Watson who has shared with us her experiences and her brand new book, When You Have to Be the Man. This is Dr. Stem Matlatini. Join me again for another segment of the Dr. Stem Show next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week.